Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps Doctor Who. Today we're on Season 2, Episode 2, Tooth and Claw. Uh, this, of course, uh, continues as every single episode of the season does with the pre-episode uh, Tardisode for a minute. Uh, this one uh, is an interesting one. It shows us an alien thing of some sort crash land on Earth and then a wolf-like beast chasing down a man 300 years later. Uh, that's really all we need uh, as an intro to this episode. Uh, so, what happens in this episode? Well, uh, we begin with some hooded monks traveling across the Scottish moors. They enter the Torchwood Estate, belonging to a Sir Robert MacLeish. Their leader, Father Angelo, who looks very familiar, we'll get back to him later, uh, demands possession of the house. The steward, also familiar, uh, we'll get back to that later too, refuses. Um, then Angelo and the rest of his monks remove their robes, revealing bright orange ones underneath. They uh, show off some martial arts skill and fight off everyone uh, and chain everyone they find in the cellar except for uh, Sir Robert. Uh, meanwhile, the TARDIS, oh, they also deposit a, a covered cage un, down in the cellar uh, that they then uncover, eliciting a scream from Lady Isabel McLeish. Uh, meanwhile, the TARDIS is traveling back through time. Uh, the doctor is trying his hardest to steer it to Sheffield in 1979 uh, as we get more of Tennant's pop culture knowledge uh, here as the doctor. Uh, so they can go take Rose to see Ian Dury and the Blockheads live in concert. Uh, so, yeah, um, yes. uh, however, uh, when they land, uh, the doctor finds that, uh, they've accidentally arrived in 1879 in Scotland instead of Sheffield, which is, um, close enough, uh, for the doctor. Uh, he manages to convince, uh, Captain Reynolds, another familiar figure for us here, uh, that he is a Scottish doctor named James Crimmon, uh, using the psychic paper from the township of Belamory. Rose also attempts to speak in a Scottish accent, uh, which does not go very well for her. Um, <laughs> the doctor claims to be disoriented due to ch chasing Rose for some time, uh, whom he was buying in London. Uh, an authoritative voice from the carriage that these soldiers are escorting as the Doctor and Rose to approach. The Doctor introduced Rose to Her Majesty Queen Victoria on her way to Balmoral Castle. Uh, Victoria sees the psychic paper and notes it says that the Lord Provost has appointed the Doctor as her protector. Uh, and so uh, they accompany her to wherever they are going. Uh, Sir Robert watches from the window with Father Angelo, now disguised as a servant, behind him. Sir Robert goes to receive Victoria after she arrives at the Torchwood Estate. Uh, despite his hinting that all was not right, the Queen insists on staying here anyway, as the estate was a favorite of her late consort, Prince Albert, who used to visit Sir Robert's father. Uh, they enter the manor, with Reynolds deploying his men to guard the estate. He also carries a small leather box inside, which he locks in a safe. We'll get back to that later. Uh, well, later in this episode, of course. Uh, <laughs> Sir Robert shows the Queen, Doctor, and Rose the observatory, which contains a telescope 
that his father designed. Uh, the doctor notices that it has many prisms more than a typical telescope, causing too much magnification for simple stargazing. Uh, Sir Robert says that he knows little of his father's work. Uh, Victoria mentions that Sir Robert's father was a polymath, equally versed in science and folklore, and that Albert was fascinated by local stories of a wolf. Uh, and they all depart to prepare for dinner where Robert will tell them this story in more detail then. Uh, Rose searches through the wardrobes for a more period-appropriate attire than what she was wearing. Uh, the disguised monks uh, serve the soldiers drugged drinks, which knocked them unconscious. Uh, but Rose discovers a frightened servant girl, Flora, hidden in one of the wardrobes. Flora tells Rose what has happened, and Rose decides to tell the doctor... Uh, but when they leave the room, they are captured by the monks, taken to the cellar and chained with the others. At dinner, Sir Robert tells the Queen, Doctor, and Reynolds a story. For the past 300 years, livestock has been found ripped apart every full moon. Once a generation, a boy vanishes. There are sightings of a werewolf. In the cellar, Rose notices the caged man's alien-looking eyes. She asks him what planet he is from. Amused, he tells Rose the human body he possesses was born ten miles away, a boy stolen by the brethren, but he comes from a much longer distance. Rose offers to take the alien intelligence back home, but he does not wish to leave. He shall bite Queen Victoria, migrate into her body, and begin the Empire of the Wolf. Uh, he also states that Rose has something of the wolf about her. Uh, but while she burned like the sun, all he requires is the moon. Uh, upstairs, Sir Robert relates that his father believed the story to be fact and even claimed to have communicated with the beast and learned its purpose. However, the brethren of the monastery in the Glen of St. Catherine opposed his investigations. Uh, Sir Robert asked what if the monks had turned from God and started worshipping the wolf. The doctor sees Father Angelo face the full moon through the window chanting in Latin, lupus magnus est, lupus fortis est, lupus duis est, or the wolf is great, the wolf is strong, the wolf is God. Uh, the doctor questions, what if the monks were with them now? The monks throw open the cellar doors and moonlight streams into the host's cage, triggering transformation. Rose rallies the other prisoners, managing to uh, free themselves from the chains eventually. Uh, the doctor demands uh, questions uh, to Father Angelo, uh, questions about the purpose of the wolf, why they've trapped everyone here, where Rose is, all that good stuff. Uh, Father Angelo lets them know that uh, they simply want the throne. That is all. Uh, the doctor and Sir Robert reach the cellar as Rose and the other prisoners manage to break their chains through a series of uh, very well-timed pulling techniques. <laughs> Uh, but the host has finished his transformation, breaks out of the cage. The others run out of the cellar. The doctor transfixed the beautiful werewolf until the last second. He seals the door with the sonic as the werewolf howls at the moon. Above, Victoria surmises correctly that the monks had sabotaged the train tracks to bring her here. However, she's not unprepared after six attempts on her life, pulls a small revolver from her bag. Uh, the Queen retorts uh, that he addressed her incorrectly and shoots him dead. Uh, the women go to leave the house through the kitchen while the steward organizes the men. 
the women head uh, into the kitchen. Uh, and they find the kitchen door to be locked in the courtyard, guarded by monks with rifles. Uh, the doctor uh, informs the men that they should retreat upstairs. Uh, they fire upon the werewolf, uh, thinking they have killed it. The steward refuses to go upstairs and heads out into the hallway to make sure the wolf is actually dead and finds that, no, he's not, and uh, the steward is killed. Uh, Sir Robert Rose and the doctor run. Uh, the werewolf slaughters the remaining men, makes its way to the kitchen, where Lady Isabel and the other women huddle in fear. However, instead of killing them, it sniffs the air and leaves. Meanwhile, Victoria retrieves the mysterious box from the safe and meets with Sir Robert, Rose, and the doctor. Uh, they attempt to escape through the windows, and the monks open fire. The four run upstairs, pursued by the werewolf. They meet Reynolds, who confirms that Victoria has the contents of the box. It says he will buy them time to get away. He fires at the werewolf, but is quickly torn apart as the others enter the library, barricade the doors. Uh, the werewolf uh, does not attempt to break through. Uh, Victoria figures out that the doctor is not actually Scottish, as uh, he forgets to do his accent uh, here for a little while. Uh, the doctor attempts to explain, but uh, Queen Victoria will have none of it, uh, declaring sternly that this is not her world of expertise. Uh, when asked about weapons, the doctor points out they have the greatest weapons of all in this very room, books full of knowledge. Uh, so they begin to read. Uh, in the kitchen, Lady Isabel notices the monks are wearing mistletoe around their necks, a charm against werewolves. She notices sprigs of mistletoe on the kitchen floor and orders the other women to gather the scraps. In the library, the doctor notices wooden details on the doors carved into the shape of mistletoe. He realizes the walls are varnished with viscum album, or oil of mistletoe. The werewolf must be allergic to it, or the monks have trained it to be, control to be controlled by it. And Sir Robert's father knew this. Lady Isabel and the women cook the mistletoe into a broth. Back in the library, the others find an account of something falling near the monastery in 1540. The doctor theorizes that perhaps... Only a single cell survived, passing itself from host to host. Well, it grew stronger with each generation. Now it wants to establish an empire, advancing technology and building starships and missiles, fueled by coal and driven by steam, laying waste to all of history. Victoria breaks in at this point, telling Sir Robert that she will die rather than be infected by this wolf creature. Uh, she asks him to find a safe place for something more precious. She reveals the contents of the box, the Koh-i-Noor, uh, the great giant diamond. Uh, the queen had been taking it to the royal jewelers at Hazelhead to be recut. Uh, the doctor describes uh, Prince Albert's obsession with having the diamond cut down, never being satisfied with the shape or size. As the doctor realizes that the diamond, the telescope, Prince Albert and Sir Albert's father are all connected, not separate things. Uh, the doctor asks, what if the two men were not just exchanging stories, but portrayed it all as real and laid a trap for the wolf? Just then, the werewolf crashes through the skylight, forcing the others to flee the library. Uh, they eventually make it up to the observatory uh, after Sir Robert uh, sacrifices himself by attempting to hold off the werewolf with a sword. Uh, then the Doctor and Rose maneuver the telescope to align it with the full moon. 
as the telescope is not a telescope but a light chamber magnifying the moon's rays the werewolf may thrive on moonlight but it can still drown in it uh, the werewolf crashes through the door and moves to slash victoria the doctor tosses the diamond on the floor it catches the light which intercepts the werewolf and suspends it in midair the werewolf reverts to human form the host asking the doctor to make the light brighter to end its life and the lupine wavelength form, as the doctor calls it honoring the request of the poor boy the doctor proceeds to do so the werewolf form reasserts itself howls and fades away in the moon beam uh, the doctor notices that victoria's wrist is bleeding and wonders if the werewolf bit her after all uh, in the morning uh, victoria dubs the two travelers sir doctor of the tardis and dame rose of the powell estate having rewarded them she banishes them from the british empire uh, the queen admits that she does not know who or even what they are but that their world is steeped in terror and blasphemy and yet they consider it fun uh, she makes it clear that she cannot allow this in her world and wants them to consider how much longer they may survive such a dangerous life the two make their way back to the tardis uh, where the doctor reflects it always was a mystery how victoria and then her children had contracted hemophilia he muses that perhaps it was just a victorian era euphemism for lycanthropy uh, rose speculates humorously that perhaps even the royal family of her day are actually werewolves as the TARDIS takes off, both of them laugh and howl at the idea. Back at the Torchwood estate, Victoria tells Lady Isabel that her husband's sacrifice and the ingenuity of his father will live on. The Queen has seen Britain has enemies beyond imagination and will establish an institute to research and fight these enemies. The Torchwood Institute. And that is the end of our episode. So... What questions do you have? Woo. Additional observations to add? Any of that good old stuff oh, here? That was a long plot line there. Yeah. Very detailed. Um, at first, when I watched this, um, when they land in 1879, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they're they go out and talk to people like in the carriage and the queen's there and all. Uh -huh. I was looking around like, okay, where is the TARDIS? It should be here in the background somewhere. Where is the TARDIS? And it was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> but then on their return trip back to the TARDIS, it does show them getting off the road and walking quite a ways to the hidden TARDIS. So it turned out to be okay, I guess. Um... Yeah, no big deal. Just my observation there. Okay. Um, my other observation for this is I know it's werewolves and it's night, but the episode was too often. It was so dark. I couldn't see much. I had my uh, screen up at brightest light. and uh, it was Really? Yes. A lot huh. of that was just too dark. Okay. Uh, you know, just a hmm. technical thing, but I understand it was nighttime and all this. I saw it all perfectly, but okay. Okay. Um, I have a little question here. Was the queen infected? I wonder. <laughs> wonder if we'll ever know. Um, and actually, that's all I have for this one. All righty. 
Uh, well, uh, so my notes here. Of course, uh, we meet Queen Victoria, a very key figure in the Who mythos for obvious reasons here in this episode. Uh, Queen Victoria explains the appeal of ghosts in this episode and of ghost stories. The hope of some contact with the great beyond. We all want some message from that place. We're allowed no such consolation. The dead stay silent and we must wait. Why do I bring this up? Well, uh, this will come back in a very major way, this idea of ghosts and being, you know, wanting to contact people on the other side of life after they've died and all this stuff uh, will play a very, very, very important role uh, in the end of this season, the final episodes of this season. Uh, Rose, of course, uh, we're still on that bad wolf train, mentioned uh, having something to the wolf about her. Uh, the Doctor and Rose are both technically knighted now. Uh, they're also banished from the UK, but, you know, whatever. Um, Queen Victoria establishes an institute to research alien matters that will reside in the house the wolf encounter happened in, which was Torchwood Estate. Names it the Torchwood Institute. Of course, laying the groundwork for most of the future of the show, as well as the entirety of the Torchwood spinoff in one fell stroke there. Uh, and then on a, I guess, technically a technical level, but, uh, you know, whatnot. So, as I mentioned throughout uh, my, uh, you know, plot summary there, uh, we have quite a few familiar actors in this series, uh, sharing actors with another series we've already covered. Three Game of Thrones actors show up in this episode. Of course, uh, most notably, uh, Father Angelo, uh, played by Ian Himmler, uh, Nona, or Piot Pri. Uh, then, of course, we got, um, let's see, uh, The Steward, played by Ron Donachi or Roderick Cassell. And then Captain Reynolds, played by Jamie Sives or Jory Cassell. Uh, so three Game of Thrones people show up uh, in this one episode <laughs> here. Not the last time we will see Game of Thrones actors show up here in uh, Doctor Who. So uh, we have a few... Uh, Mentions of other events and places that the Doctor has presumably gone to at some point, that being the Battle of Trafalgar, uh, the first anti-gravity Olympics, Caesar crossing the Rubicon, and most notably the Doctor had something to do with Skylab crashing back to Earth. He almost lost a thumb yeah. uh, in the event. Uh, so uh, that's all I got here for this episode. So uh, uh, that'll do it for us here. So... Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.